Hi kids, before we start this podcast, SBI Australia wants to acknowledge the traditional owners of all the lands that we visit, and particularly acknowledging their living culture and their continuous connection to country. G'day road trippers, and welcome to the Are We There Yet? podcast with me, Keith. And me, Sarah. We're travelling around Australia in our van. When we get to places, we have so much fun. But in between, like right now, we are bored. I mean, seriously, are we there yet? You know what we could play to pass the time? Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? I certainly am. It's time to play the Are We There Yet? Quiz Show Extravaganza. The game show brought to you by the holiday boredom busters S-By Travel, designed to fast forward the boring bits between here and amazing. The rules are simple. We spin the giant wheel of awesomeness to decide the game category. Could be sounds, trivia, or guess who I am. And then we read out your questions. We ask you the questions, and then you guys. Hey, I'm talking to you, in the vehicle, right now. You know, Keith, some of our friends may be at home, or on a plane, or on a surfboard. What? How? As in, while waxing one makes sense. No, while catching some cranking waves. Firstly, you are not cool enough to pull off the term cranking. Secondly, you know what? Never mind. Welcome to all the kids, wherever you are, but especially to our friends listening to us while hanging tan on a surfboard. Don't forget adults can play too, Keith. I was getting there. Adults, make sure you jump in and play as well. Some of these questions might be right up your alley. Especially when we throw in the 80s and 90s trivia, which will make all of us feel old. We're going to give you 10 seconds thinking music after each question. Wait, I thought it was seven. Yes, but people have been asking for a bit longer. There have been some debates happening out there. Anyway, after 10 seconds of music, where people are playing at home or in the car... Or Or on their surfboards. Your brain is a strange and scary place. Once the 10 seconds music is up, we'll tell you the answers. How frustrating would it be if we didn't do that? True. You know, players can be super prepared by downloading our quiz sheet from sbytravel.com.au. Keeping score in your head works fine too. So let's get ready to play. Are we there yet? In the car or on the road, when will we get there? No one knows. Are we there yet? There's still a way to go. In the plane, up in the sky, you're pulling a train and chugging by. Are we there yet? It's still gonna be a little while. While we're getting on the way, let's play a game to make our day. Now, before we spin the wheel, remember, one point per question you get right. That's right. One point per right answer. Or two points for the first person to yell out, Surf's up! When you hear me honk our van's horn, which today sounds a little like this. Cowabunga! Now, kids in the car, remember you need to keep score for us in this game because, well, we're not in the car with you. That's right, Keith. Not in the car at all. Or in your house. I'm not walking your dog. So we're relying on you kids to bear eyes and ears out there. But that's enough of that chitter-chatter. Let's spin the giant wheel of awesomeness. wonder what that first set of questions is going to be for the folks out there. Could it be on mammals or will it be on food? Or maybe topological quantum computations. And our first category is... 
Movies! Question number one. What is the name of the squirrel-like animal who is obsessed with hiding his acorn on the movie Ice Age? The answer is Scrat. Hey, Keith, did you know that the character Scrat was jokingly called a saber-toothed squirrel? But then in 2011, paleontologists found fossils of a similar animal that lived around 95 million years ago, which was a much longer time than when Ice Age was set. Scientists think that it caught insects with its curved teeth, not acorns. Acorns hadn't even evolved at that time. Did they name him Squirrelus Squatterus? I don't know. They should have, though. That would have been funny. Question number two. What superpowers does the mum from Incredibles have? The mum from The Incredibles had the superpower of super stretch. Hey, Keith, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? You know what, Sarah? I gave this some thought. And if I could choose any superpower, it would be to have iron guts because I love the spicy foods, but my oh my, do I pay for it later. What about you? I would like the ability to make my footprints into any shape. I'd totally mess with people by leaving polar bear prints in the Santa Torquay or even better, a single elephant footprint in the middle of Sydney. Can you imagine what people would make of it? A one-footed elephant dropping in and then mysteriously disappearing. My goodness, you are trouble. Anyway, I'm going to do the next... Surf surf! Sarah, why? Well, firstly, two points. Secondly, I was just talking about Torquay and thinking about surfing. Okay, well, two points for whoever yelled surf's up first. Can I just finish the question now? I'll allow it. Question number three. What special power does Dr Doolittle have? Dr. Doolittle can speak to animals, which may just be a better superpower than being able to make my footprints into different shapes. Question number four. Who was the bad guy in Aladdin? The bad guy in Aladdin, his name is Jafar. Last question. Who is the boss? of the Minions. The boss of all the Minions is Felonius Gru, or just Gru. That's a terrible thing to name a child, by the way. Hey, Sarah, want to spin the wheel again? You know it. And the next category is, I love this one, Baby animal names. Question number one. What kind of animal will a maggot grow up to be? Ew, Keith. Hey, what? Insects are animals too. (laughs) A maggot is a baby fly. I really hope the next question is cuter. You can't tell me that you can look at a maggot and not think that's cute. All right, let's try this one on for size. 
What will a hoglet grow up to be? Ah. A hoglet is a baby hedgehog. Question number three. What do you call a baby kangaroo? A baby kangaroo is called a joey. Question number four. Keeping with the Australian animal theme, there is a hint for you there. What kind of animal does a baby puggle grow up to be? Now, there are two possible answers. So if you get both, you get two points. Both baby platypuses and baby echidnas are called buggles. That's so cute. Last question. What do you call a baby oyster? A baby oyster? That's so hard and not cute. Fine then, I'll give a bonus question. What do you call a baby bear? And two points for anyone who knows what a baby oyster is called. A cute little furry baby bear is called a cub. And a baby oyster is called a spat. Ew. Let's give the kids a chance to add up the points and we can have a quick chat to the adults. Hey adults, this podcast is brought to you by SBI Travel, a digital experience for kids like no other. Have you ever taken your kids on a family holiday and had to spend time reinterpreting interpretive signs? Or spend a lot of your time Googling the questions that your kids have about the place? Or just wanted to give your kids a taste of travelling while sitting in the comfort of your own home? Well, ESPY. ESPY, Keith. It means to discover. Yeah, but ESPY just sounds a little gnarlier. However you say it, ESPY will be a boredom-busting digital platform that's designed specifically for Australian destinations. Going to the Great Barrier Reef? ESPY will sneakily educate your kids about this incredible area through fun, interactive activities that will turn them from passengers into active, excited and connected participants in your family holiday. Due to be released in 2022, ESPY will quickly grow and new destinations will be released regularly. So your family trip will soon go from, are we there yet, to, I can't wait to get there. Head to ESPY Travel. That's espytravel.com.au for more information and to be the first in line for launch. And let's get back to the show. Let's spin the wheel of awesomeness. And the category is... Literal German words. What? Hear me out. German is a fabulous language. Some words in German, when translated directly into English, describe exactly what a thing is. You're going to need to give me an example here. Okay. So, take the word statue swing. <laughs> How am I supposed to pronounce that? I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to have to put a couple of caveats around this. I have absolutely no idea how these are pronounced. This is going to be so much <laughs> so fun. So I'm just going to wing it. Okay, are you ready? If you take the word Statuschwein, translated to English, it means 
prickly pig. What animal do you think that is? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, prickly pig. Um, oh, oh, porcupine. I get it. I will give you the German word. Or try to. Or try my very hardest. The translation, and then you're going to need to guess what it means. So people who speak German are firstly going to spend a lot of time laughing at you. And secondly, they're going to do so awesome at this round. I'm not so sure. (laughs) Okay. Word number one. Krankenwagen in English translates to sick people car. Krankenwagen, which is sick people car in English, is the German word for ambulance. Word number two, stinktier. In English, that translates to stink animal. I'm so tempted to say that it translates to Keith, but stinktier actually translates to skunk. Are you calling me a skunk? No, I'm calling you a stinky animal. (laughs) I don't know which is worse. Okay, word number three. Now, this one's going to be fun (laughs) to say. Word number three is Nacktschnecken. I think it's Nacktenschnecken. Okay, it doesn't look like that. Word number three, Nacktenschnecken. Now, that in English translates to naked snail. <laughs> naked snail, that's so good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give this word a go. Naked schnecken, which translates to naked snail, is such a wonderful description of a slug. Okay, word number four. Now, I think I'm going to get this right. Word number four is hand shoe, which in English translates to hand shoe. That one's kind of a tricky one, I think. Who guessed that the hand shoe is talking about gloves? And our last wunderbar German word, Wörterbuch, <laughs> which in English is words book. Oh, please, some German speakers, email us and let us know how we're supposed to say these. Words book is describing a dictionary. Hey, Keith, what word in the dictionary is always spelled incorrectly? What? The word incorrectly. (laughs) All right, let's spin the wheel. Whoa, another two points for the first person to say surf's up. And the category is our feathered friends. So birds Maybe What else could it be? Question one What animal standing up to six metres tall Lived over 70 million years ago Is believed to have had feathers At least around its neck 
Nice. Question number two. What is the largest bird in the world? The largest bird in the world is the ostrich. Hey, Keith, a single ostrich egg is as large as 24 chicken eggs. Wow, that would be a serious omelette. Question number three. Which bird would you find on our 10-cent coin? I wonder how many of our listeners spent that 10 seconds looking for a 10-cent coin, Keith. If they found one, you would see that there is a lyrebird with its beautiful tail on all of our 10-cent pieces. Question four. What bird is this? Oh, this is one of my favourite birds. That bird call is from the Australian magpie. Question number five. What is a baby goose called? Ooh, throwback category. A baby goose is called a gosling. How come whenever you add the term ling or let, it makes everything sound so cute? Hey, Sarah, I just had a great idea. Why don't we call the baby flies maggotlings? Ew. Or better yet, maggotlets. <laughs> no, okay, I take that back. Adding ling or let does not always make it sound cute. Another spin of the wheel, Sarah? Yes, please. And the category is... History. Question number one. What was discovered in the 1850s that made Victorian towns like Ballarat and Bendigo very popular? Eureka! Gold was found in the 1850s, which sparked the great Australian gold rush. Hey, Keith. Did you know that the word eureka, which is traditionally yelled when you find gold, originates from a Greek word and that translates to, I found it. Question two. What was built in Egypt over 3,000 years ago? The ancient Egyptians built the pyramids which we can still see today. Question number three. Now, this is a multiple choice question for you. How long does the evidence suggest that Australian Aboriginal people have been living in Australia? Answer A, over 5,000 years old, which, by the way, is older than the pyramids. Answer B, 20,000 years old. Or answer C, 60,000 years old. Keith, Aboriginal Australians have been living on country for at least 60,000 years. That is amazing to think about, isn't it? I remember when I was living up in northern Australia, scientists had dated a wasp's nest on top 
of an Aboriginal painting and the wasp's nest was 27,000 years old. That's incredible. That is amazing. Question number four. What was invented first, the car or the train? So this it might be actually closer than what you think. The car was invented in 1886 and the train was invented in 1829. So the train is only just under six years older than the car. Hey, Keith, did you know that the very first car only had three wheels? Does that make it like a tricycle? Well, no, it's still a car because it's got a motor. I don't, oh, you wouldn't want to see a toddler on a motorised tricycle. So like a carsicle. A carsicle. <laughs> That's almost as bad as your German words. <laughs> Last question. What delicious powdered chocolate and malt drink was invented in 1934 in Sydney? Milo was invented in 1934 in Sydney. Hey, Keith, the inventor of Milo, Thomas Maine, drank a glass of Milo every single day until he died at the age of 93. Wow. So you're saying that drinking Milo is the secret to a long and happy life? I really like where you're going with this. And the next category is... Colours. First question. How many colours are there in a rainbow? Roy G. Biv, my friend. Who? Roy G. Biv. That's how you remember the seven colours of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and violet. And the next question. What three colours are on the Australian flag? The three colours on the Australian flag are red, white and blue. Question three. Chlorophyll is found inside certain cells of plants and is known as the kitchen of the plant, using sunlight to make its food. Uh, Keith, firstly, Mm -hmm. what does that have to do with colour? Secondly, that's not a question. True. Okay, let me finish. Chlorophyll, which is found in leaves, is what colour? Chlorophyll, which is the kitchen of the plant, is green. Hey, Keith, the chlorophyll in trees like oak trees and maple trees break down in autumn, which turns the leaves orange, brown, yellow or red. Then, once the chlorophyll is all broken down and no longer makes food for the plant, they fall off, leaving the tree naked. Thank you, Sarah. That was a very interesting story. Now, I've got a story for you. So, chlorophyll can actually be a different colour depending on what spectrum of light it's catching. So you can actually have chlorophyll grading from red through to purples depending on the wave of light. For the purpose of this, are we there yet? 
kids family show podcast, we're going to stick to green and not argue about this. Okie dokie, Keithy. You're the one that said it wasn't a question to do with colour. Now there's lots of colours. Question number four. What is the most common eye colour in humans? The most common eye colour in humans is brown. If you have green eyes, you actually have the rarest human eye colour. Question number five. What colour is in the nickname for the desert in the middle of Australia? The middle of Australia has the nickname the Red Centre. Speaking of which, that looks like our destination up ahead. That did help pass the time. Thanks, Keith. Glad you in the car could join us today. Watch out for another episode of Are We There Yet? Quiz Show Extravaganza, coming out soon. You know, you'll also be able to hear us chat about different Australian destinations in our fantastic platform, Espy. Espy is the best boredom-busting platform of all, building meaningful connections between kids and our wonderful Australian destinations, all in a fun, interactive way. Kids will learn how to recognise local birds and wildlife, learn the geographical and human history of the area, and find out all about what makes your holiday destination special. They even create their own scrapbook to show friends and family during the trip. Even if you're not heading off on a holiday soon, Give your kids a mindful digital experience and tour Australia from the comfort of your own home. Each destination module will also include two special podcasts which cannot be missed. Let your kids become the tour guides and get so much more out of your next family holiday with Espy Travel. Parents, find us at Espy Travel. That's E-S-P-Y travel.com.au. Until next time. Are we there?